Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, and welcome to the Publicly Challenged Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Oswald, and I hope you join me on my quest for knowledge to become a better public land hunter, angler, and forager. Stick with this, and who knows, maybe we will learn something together. All right, so I'm sitting here, and I am at hunting camp with... uh... Clay, Mike, and Tim, and you. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves fully, and then we'll just kind of go into what the heck's going on. My name is Mike, and yeah, I mean, I don't know what there is to introduce, but I got invited, and I'm glad I came. Friend of Tim, fellow hunter. Yeah, Um, bow hunting nut. Bow hunting nut. We do have a lot in common of our hunting styles and what we do and friends that don't really like to hunt with us anymore. So we do our own shit and that's cool. Yeah, it works out. Anybody that's willing to invite me or come along with me is fair game. Absolutely. So Tim, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself as well? Yeah, Tim Clemens. Uh, You might know me from social media as at MN Forager from Minneapolis. This is my first hunt, actually. So I've never killed anything before, except but today for that I did. Raccoon you yeah, except for murdered, the raccoon I ran over <laughs> high speed and cried. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That's terrible. I mean, vehicular manslaughter, except coon slaughter, I guess you'd call it. I don't know. Yeah, true. I mean, it was safe, and then it went back in the road and tried to north-south me and got ate up at 90 miles an hour. 90? Yeah. You were hauling ass. Like, did you stop and like go back and look at it? No, it's too far gone. I, I knew I had gotten it. That could be a country song. <laughs> Too far gone. Just saw the brake lights. <laughs> <laughs> Clay, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Clay Bowers. I have previously been on this podcast before. Twice, actually. Twice. 
You're a two-timer. This is a third-timer. Third time? If you come out a fourth time, you do get a gold jacket. I just want you to know that. With embroidered? Gold jacket? It's smoke jacket? It, who gives a it's shit? A, <laughs> <laughs> this is a smoking jacket. It's Ooh. it's the four-timers club. It's prestigious. It's a prestigious award, really. It is. So, sorry, carry on. I'm from Traverse City, Michigan. And you? I'm a foraging teacher, a hunting nut, although I'm not as nutty as you two. <laughs> we uh, did some crazy stuff today. Yeah, you guys uh, did crazy stuff. But also, last night, you bored us all to death with grain size and all your discussion about the weight. When he says grain size, he means arrow weights. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so just to clarify that a little bit, Clay's the kind of guy that shows up to a hunt with two broadheads with him <laughs> and expects to put down raging wild boars that potentially might need five arrows. So that's that's boring. You know, so <laughs> you are correct. So, well, pay attention, Clay. Next time, yeah. maybe you'll learn something. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we had a hunt. It was pretty successful, I'll say, for one day of hunting. Tim, a lot of emotions were flowing earlier. You had a moment. Actually, our uh, guide Tootie actually came over <laughs> and said, "Yeah, man, that Tim. He just told me he goes, I need a minute." <laughs> So let's kind of dig in. I want to know a lot of things. You took a life. Um, it wasn't wasted. It yes, was it. a clean kill. I just want to say I've never, I don't use mechanical broadheads anymore. I don't. I don't like them. I don't like the way everything is. And, dude, those kills, like, lethal. And the exit wound, the entrance wound was huge. Like, I may consider it in the future. Like, they were pretty devastating. One of the quickest kills of the day, I think. Yeah. It died within... It's probably 90 seconds. Or less, I bet. Yeah, probably less. It didn't move a step from when it got hit. just yeah. fell right over. So, let's talk about that. What was it like? What did you feel? Well, I think I'm still processing it all, you know? Um, going to need to sleep on it. But initially... It, you know, it was making sounds that I was not prepared for. It wasn't just a squeal. It was like it made a little bit like some sounds. That, yeah, a little bit more desperation that I felt pretty bad about. But, um, you know, I thought I was going to have to finish it off like with a knife. Didn't have to. So yeah. That was good. But, but you uh, did finish off mine with a spear today. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, you went full savage mode today. That is true. Um, yeah. yeah. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mike, uh, you had some interesting encounters as well, for sure, especially on the second half of the day. Uh, things really turned around there. Yeah, it was uh, pretty quick the second half of the day, too, right right away, really. It was kind of fun sneaking up on the one, you know, using the, using the wind and the water and the hot yeah. weather. That sun came out this evening. It got hot. Yeah, it did. It, it was – those pigs were at the water, and – Caught him snoozing, and that was one of the better ones of the day. It was fun to be able to stock up on one. Yeah, for sure. So um, what was like – so you've never done hog hunting either. No, this um, is my first time pig hunting. I mean, we are at a ranch. They are fenced in, but it's low fence, and honestly, they could probably – if they really wanted to, they could escape, I'm guessing. <laughs> like, Yeah, and it's being not... – 
it's got to be close to, if not over, 100 acres. I mean, it is not – there was pigs out there that we knew that were out there that we didn't see all day, and we spent hours out there. True. I mean, that there's is true. thick, muddy, swampy. I mean, it's it's my first time hunting behind any kind of fence, and it's not what I expected. You know, it was not that I expected it to be, quote-unquote, shooting fish in a barrel. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely not fair, like not free range. No, but it's much more difficult than one would expect. Yeah, I'll agree with that. You know, it was definitely, you know, different being my first time. But also, I'm. It didn't. I can't turn my nose up to it. Yeah, you know, it's definitely not. Uh. I mean, I think it gets a weird name. Yeah. You know, people hear that, people see that, and I don't know. I don't think, so I'll pay to shoot a hog inside of a fence, especially because we don't have them anywhere else, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have them, well, maybe someday they will be by us, but I mean, I I don't have any in Illinois. You don't have any in Minnesota. Uh, It's something that technically you're actually doing a service and putting money into the local economy, right? By paying the hog trapper, all these other things. You're taking meat home. It's not like we're wasting it. Well, that and it's also archery only, right? Yeah. It's not like you're on a 100-acre ranch with a high-powered rifle. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. we would have had rifles today, we could have shot 30 pigs. Yeah, that would have been a little ridiculous. You know, it would have been like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. But being that it's archery, it, it brings a whole new element into the game. I think just because so. you see them doesn't mean you can shoot them. Correct. Yeah. You know, and, and, and even if they're, I had multiple pigs today at ten yards. If they're moving, you can't shoot them. I mean, it, you it has to work. I mean, we did, we did shoot them on the move, but it was you, well, you almost had to. Yeah. But I mean, just to get, I mean, if you had ten pigs come past, one would come past slow enough. Yeah. To actually shoot at, even though it was moving. Right. Which reminds me of the Wenzel brothers. Do you ever watch any of their stuff from back in the day? No, and I've no. talked about it on a podcast before, but if you guys haven't seen it, find it somewhere. It's Bow Hunting October Whitetails one and two. It used to be two separate VHS tapes. It's all on one DVD now. But Gene and Barry Wenzel, and I don't remember where they were at the time. I think in like Pennsylvania or Maine or something like that. But they would drive deer, spot and stalk, drive them to each other, shoot them on the run all the time, and. Uh, I don't remember what are those bows called, Oneida or whatever they were back in the day, to where they had those like a recurve with a compound thing on it. They'd shoot them with that, like whatever that was, like primitive compound bow, and that's what they were using. And they they would kill a lot of whitetails on the run. Like that's impressive, especially seeing now like how hard it is to shoot a hog on the run. It puts those guys even a rung higher now in my book, just because it's it's that that hard to do like i realize it's hard to hit a hog i hit it but it was hard and now i have more respect for those dudes but i would never hunt an elk ever or anything like that inside of a fence i just don't feel like that's right no no nothing nothing besides for these hogs i mean and like i said even though there's a fence i mean there's culverts they can get out of and come (laughs) into there's holes in the fence there's run the creek bottoms you know yeah they're they're not caught for sure. Yeah. What do you feel about that, Tim? How's your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the things that I was excited to 
come hog hunting for was that you know they're an invasive species yeah. and uh it is a, it is like you know it's not pulling garlic mustard or cutting down buckthorn or something like that it's definitely a more active invasive species removal <laughs> than, I, than i'm used to yeah. um well that's not like they're raising these hogs in a farm and letting them go on the pen they're coming from the local community and the local wildlife through live trapping so you're really yeah. you're putting money in the pocket of two different people when you come down here Totally, and, and it's not like we're in a helicopter, you know, with an M249 just gunning <laughs> these things, you know. Yeah, that's totally different. That's a little more bloodlust, I think, than what we did for sure, especially if you're leaving a belay. Like, we're going to take them home and make some fine fare out of them, you know, or at least try to. And we gave them a chance, yeah. I mean, especially with the spears today. So, yeah, I was going to save that for a little oh, we bit. Can. But, we can, save but uh, yeah. Clay, what do you think about it all? Still uh, neutral. I'm still neutral. Switzerland. On it. Yeah, I'm so I'll be Switzerland here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's different, especially if they like try and push them to you or drive them. Mm. It's definitely different than trying to stock up on them, you know, or sitting on a feeder even. Like. Well, what I was what I was thinking earlier was uh, had so the ranch that we're at right now had a group of 19 people here before us. And apparently they spooked the dickens out of all the pigs. And, and in fact, wounded some yes. that we dispatched today as well. So, basically, we didn't get any good opportunities because all of the – they were just running yeah. in circles. Every time you'd come anywhere near them, they're running away because they had been so pressured. Yeah. And so I, I keep thinking, like, I wonder what it would be like if we came here – and they hadn't been pressured like that the whole time. It, it would be different. I can guarantee you it would be different. I've been on another ranch before that I've gotten within 20 yards of them easily multiple times. It's mm. just a matter of playing a game of chess and figuring out whether or not you can cut them off or whatever you can do to get on them. And then at that point, you almost just let like the lead hog run past you. And the same thing, you shoot them and even then i never had an opportunity to shoot one that was standing still they were still on the run mm -hmm. but like like mike said you pick that one that's moving just slow enough or is hesitant and doesn't take off with the rest of them right away and you drop them you know but but you are normally like these pigs he was right our guide uh or the ranch manager was was right when he said them things are pressured and wild and just kind of out of control and cagey right now because they've been chased after so hard and i mean i can't imagine how many arrows like those guys seem pretty irresponsible really the, mm -hmm. the way they did things and i mean that's not the image we would ever want to portray or or even be that person right yeah i couldn't imagine wounding yeah something and leaving it out there and not doing my absolute best to try to end yeah. its suffering yeah Mm -hmm. that's the negative light that some hunters portray though or even non-hunters that think they want to be a hunter and want to glorify it and turn it into something macho when really it shouldn't be right it's not i mean at the end of it it's gratuitous violence and and uh you know it, it's just not where you need to be especially if you're taking pictures and posting them or whatever you're doing you know like, right. I've got pictures that I'll probably never, ever put anywhere that anybody else can see them other than my friends, for sure, today. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we did find – Clay found some uh, lion's mane that I'm going to go mm. get tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I am absolutely going to climb up that tree. Yeah. How high do you think those were? Like 25 feet? Yep. 
25 feet. We can get there. Growing on an oak, which yep. is... Dead oak. Totally, Very dead Totally oak. bizarre by me. They grow specifically on beech and maple. Well, that's because most places around here don't have beech or maple, Clay. That's why I tap black why walnut they, trees. Why don't they grow on oaks by me? That's what I'm saying. Because you have beech and maple, and it's a preferred species. <laughs> <laughs> so the Horatium's just like... <laughs> As that spore hits, it's like, and the wind <laughs> blows it to the next one. It's like, yep, that's where I need to be. Yeah. And in my in my head, it's a Matthew McConaughey voice, and it's like, all right, all right. <laughs> Tim, why do you think it's growing on an oak here? I have absolutely no idea. Have you ever, do you have fine lines, man, in Minnesota? Yeah, typically on down, like fallen trees. What species? Maples. Oh, maples, yeah. okay, yeah. See, I found them on down oak, and actually... Maybe a down maple tree, but we don't have like that great of maple, like a like a actual red maple or a sugar maple is like far and few between. Mm-hmm. Most of ours are silvers, mm. the junk maples, if you will. Yeah, I, I used to exclusively make maple sugar from silver maples, and you can. It's yeah, it's, and, it's just less sugar, takes longer to boil it down, and more sap, right? What do you think? Allegedly. It is? Yes, yeah, people say alleged, or I would say allegedly is a good word because it, it usually took no more than ever every other maple I've ever tapped. Interesting. Yeah, I know, like, the mixed. black walnut is not as sweet. So, like, the black walnut sap, like, I've made coffee with that, and I actually like it because it's subtly sweet. Mm. And then if you do the sap with, like, silver maple, it's still too sweet for me mm. to do. Yeah, I have to di- dilute it a little bit. You don't just do straight up sap for your coffee water? I do. In my old age now, I can't. This is the first year that I've had to dilute it a little bit. Diabetic coma or what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm at risk. (laughs) Are you really? No, but whenever I'm eating something sweet, I'm like, I'm at risk. (laughs) Oh, that's the same. I got for my wife. (laughs) I get you. What is the ratio on the black walnut? Because I got some of those in my on my property. I just I've always thought tap them and boil them. I don't. I think it's like one percent sugar or something like that. And whereas a maple tree is what two percent sugar per per gallon? I think I'm I don't know. like three point two. We have these fancy devices here that can look up information for us, though. What is that? It can even be five percent. I don't know if you know this, but I am a primitive man. Well, I, let me look it up really right? quick here. I mean, well, now I'm even more primitive than I was before, <laughs> because I actually speared a hog today. It was. Oh, yeah. I can see your brow ridge just starting to protrude a little bit. More <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel it. It's growing. <laughs> a little more defined, chromagd. <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting, and I'll talk about that now because it happened so fast. It was almost reactionary, but at the same time, it charged me. Like that's. To me, that is way more of a chance for that hog to fight me than it is 35 yards away, like the one I dispatched today, or I don't whatever it was, 35. But I shot that one, and it was like, there was zero thrill. Obviously, I was just putting it down to put it down because of previous hunters. But there wasn't the same <laughs> adrenaline flowing, knowing that it could have jacked me up pretty bad. <laughs> You know, and then, and it, after I even speared it, it worked its way up onto the spear and tried still coming at me before it like laid back down and, and then you put the spear in it and yeah, fully dispatched it. I after. feel like I always hear like, you know, oh, you got to prevent the boar from running up the, 
the you spear, do. you know. But and I used the throwing spear. Like my defense, I used the throwing spear, but it was close enough. Just stab it, right? Like it was cool to experience that because it, you know, it's something you hear, but then to see it in real life, that that was a cool experience to see it moving up the spear toward you. Yeah. Yeah, we can actually say we know why the German <laughs> spears and European boar spears and swords had those on them, right? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that thing was coming at you. Yeah. It had you under your center of gravity, too. Like, you were very agile to get out of its way. And then, like a cat. Yeah, nimbly, cat-like. Nimbly bimbly. Nimbly bimbly, yeah. <laughs> limb to limb, tree to tree. <laughs> So I don't mean to interrupt your nimbly bimbly rant here, but uh, black walnut sap is forty to one. Stop it! That that's much sugar? That's what it says. Forty to one. And what's maple then? Like, did you look all these? Thirty-five, thirty-five to one normally. And see, my ratio in my backyard when I mix box elder, red maple, and silver maple, I'm getting about like a twenty-eight or less. Oh, you're saying one? What? Yeah. Wait, forty. Sweet. So forty to one. You're not talking like percentages of sugar. You're talking like forty gallons to one gallon of yep. sap. Yep. And it's thirty. So mathematically, here you can't see me waving my fingers in there, acting like I know what I'm doing, and numbers are just floating around my head, you know. But uh, that's like what percentage? <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> uh, I can't do math. So. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 well, it's just over two percent. I mean. Boom. Yeah, so I was right there, but not right there, right? You're close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it's got to be like 4% mm-hmm. or 5%. Actually, it'd be like 5%. Then when you make it into syrup, it's like 100%. 60% of the time, 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah, like 67% <laughs> of the time. Yeah, 100% of the time. <laughs> so what was your thoughts and like feelings about when all that went down? with me actually spearing a boar from the ground as it's charging me. Well, it was really cool seeing you in action twice today. I got to watch you uh, dispatch the wounded animal that the other hunters had wounded. That was really cool to see it go down. Instantly? Instantly, because I think you got it in the spine. I think we determined. I, sh- I shot at the neck. Yeah. And As you do. Bam. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Well, on the run, it's hard. Yeah. But, Yeah. And then the other one was a raging boar, but it still hit an artery, like, even on the run. And it's not like it was a super unethical shot, but still proceeded to put five arrows between Clay putting a couple in it and me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just adrenaline and, like they say, a wild boar running the, around. It, I, and I might add that that same pig uh, I chased after because I felt bad because it was running around. And I took my son's uh, <laughs> giant knife and a big, thick branch from an oak tree. You're going to club it like a caveman. I did club it, and it still didn't fall down. No, it actually probably wanted to hurt you. Yeah, and, and then it charged at me. And then you were jumping. I saw you. Yeah. And by the way, Clay was wearing shorts <laughs> all day today. Shorts and running shoes. And yeah. running shoes, too. Yeah. Like, just straight up. <laughs> hey, what's up, dudes? <laughs> <laughs> Come here, pig. Let me club you. <laughs> well, I, I, I did club it, and I, I, I thought. Sure. Did you feel like a jerk after you clubbed it and it didn't do anything? No, I. But I was just like <laughs> baffled. Like I, I hit it hard. Yeah, like, they're really thick skull plate. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, they're tenacious. Yeah. yeah. Also, not just physically, emotionally, they are. Yeah. 
Yeah, they'll probably follow their will. the most. I mean, other than maybe like never hunted grizzlies, but like of what I've hunted from the ground, that's the fairest chase. Even if you're inside a fence, because that's the only animal that's going to turn on you and wants to mess you up. Mm-hmm. It wants to hurt you. And that was a little one. Can you imagine if you had a 200 pounder? Oh my god. Yeah. It would have been a whole new ball game. It would have ripped that spear out of your hand. Mm-hmm. I, well, yes, it would have. But I mean, then that's where the T-bar on the European boar spear comes in because you can try and hold it at bay. And that's what Tootie was saying. He actually saw a guy get his arm broke because he speared one, and the boar turned and just pushed his arm and snapped his arm. What? Yeah, that happened. So, you know, that's what you got to look forward to when you're a caveman. <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah, like all the Neanderthal skeletons they find, mm-hmm. it, they're just savagely broken. Their ribs like, are broken like, and they survived. Their legs are broken and they survived. Because they used to have to run up to, you know, they couldn't throw as good as humans. So they would run up and stab mammoths and gi- other giant megafauna and just, you know, what happened, happened. It is uh, effective, though. I have to say, like, after seeing a spear... And how it went down. The, just the sheer size of that blade going in and being more precise because you're jabbing it into an animal. It's like, that is insane. Or even if you did throw one. I mean, if you hit it in the right spot or even in the wrong spot of the body cavity, obviously it's going to take longer to dispatch it that way. But anywhere near the vitals and then it takes off running with that spear stuck in it. You're chopping up lungs and heart and kidneys and liver. Just devastational. The ease with which that European boar spear went into the boar was preposterous. <laughs> I mean, having having dealt with, having actually, like, with the help of Mike, skinning the my first ever boar today and, like, getting, like, a more intimate feel of how thick the skin is and everything, and then to have the spear later on in the day go in that easy, like... I did. I felt no resistance. Yeah. Wow. It was strange. It was like a surreal moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of how uh, how tough they are, um, that second one or the the one that I shot, uh, the first shot, I'm getting yelled at by everybody to shoot it while it's on the move, <laughs> and I didn't want to. And uh, then I I shoot, and of course it's running, so it just like miraculously like basically almost severed its whole back leg uh, off at the joint. Which is almost ideal for getting a second shot. I mean, it's terrible to say, like, hey, let's cripple something in order to kill it. But it did work out. But the point is is that it it runs into a a creek, and it's literally still trying to charge at me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Even though, even though it had, like, uh, a nub it was, like, walking around on. I don't even think, honestly, like, if you hunted a tiger, it might, like, try and pounce on you once and lash at you and if it gets you down on the ground. But, like, do you think, honestly, if you're beating out a tiger, like, you're trying to spear it, it's going to just keep coming back for more? Maybe. I don't know. I could see a tiger doing that. Now I kind of, like, <laughs> think a tiger wants to kill me. and Having dealt with going. any house cat ever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like my mom's cat, absolutely. <laughs> if it was the size of a tiger, yeah, yeah, it would kill you. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, it tries anyway. But would it come at you without provoking it? Yes, it does all the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just got me recently. All right, so and I'm a other, cat person. Other than boars and tigers and grizzly bears, maybe polar bears. 
I don't think there's much else out there that would really do that. Yeah, Parker the house cat. Well, cat, not definitely cat, not right. your cervids, right? Like, <laughs> not to humans, but orcas. If they if they were dangerous to us, they could be pretty. Why wouldn't they be dangerous to a human? Because they don't. For some odd reason, it's like they we have like a like a pact with them or something. They, like they don't seem to hurt humans. Don't tase me, bro. Type yeah. of pact. Ever yeah. since Free Willy. Ever since like, you guys that's what it was. Yeah. Like yeah. we said the, they saw the movie posters. There was a big PSA, right? Like <laughs> we dropped a VHS into the ocean. They got a VHS player. They watched it. It was back on VHS <laughs> days, you're right. I, they, I owned it as a kid. Michael Jackson like came and serenaded them and it was all better. Yeah. Who was our Orca friend at SeaWorld that uh once they find out about him they're gonna be mad at us again? <laughs> There was like that Sea World one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot I his name. The what? There's the orca that like, was, like uh, mistreated. <laughs> yeah, they like were really bad to him, and then uh, and then he, he bit he, somebody. Or... Yeah, did do something. Like, he killed his trainer. Yeah, yeah. how drowned. were they bad? It's called to like him. blackfish really or something do, like though? that. Was the documentary? Oh, they just um they beat him. They how do you beat an orca? That's a like, good question. You really have to want to beat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like, good. What did they get like a big bull whip and like hit it or <laughs> I don't know take like boat oars and whack it. Tilikum. Tilikum oh, the orca. Tilikum. Yeah. Tilikum? That was a big thing this. for a while. So if the other orcas find out about Tilikum, I think we have, then, we're on the menu. So on. that tidbit of information was thanks to Tim's brother. Yep. Yeah. Who is, who is here but is My not. My twin, Theo. Off, off mic. <laughs> Theo wants to be off grid, so we're not. Uh, he, he likes to work in the shadows. Um. <laughs> also got his first board today. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that or no? Well, everything's pretty much been set on that front yeah. for the most part. Very okay. similar to my brother's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. My, my son also shot one today. He did. And uh, he's here, but he doesn't have a mic either. He doesn't get mic privileges. No mic. He cut <laughs> off the mic. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So, interesting day one for sure. Mm-hmm. There's still another day tomorrow. I just might... I don't know. <laughs> Hang out, just walk along with the spear, and maybe see if things can happen again. I don't know. Are you using the European spear this time? No. You gonna do the throwing spear again? I think so. Yeah. And what is that called again? It's like an. It's African like style? styled off off of the samburu, I believe. Okay. I'm not sure about that. Well, it's devastatingly effective. Yeah, definitely. Both of them, really. Yeah. Both styles. I think the only thing that could have been better is if you had horses mm-hmm. and you were chasing them on horses and then like jump off of the horses and spear them maybe you yeah. could climb one of the oak trees tomorrow and fall onto them with a knife with a spear with no with a knife i'm gonna <laughs> do that yeah you could eat now the only way to but go up is six in, six inch hunting it well so what's next then next year's dogs Jiu-jitsu. no 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 dogs like just straight up man on man mm-hmm. like man on boar Man versus boar. Shirtless and... Uh, Octagon style, just... Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> no, yeah, rear naked choke. <laughs> you know what? Bar. Open the gates. <laughs> I'm going to stand on the other side. Let's see who makes it. <laughs> no, that's terrible. That's dumb. Um, no, I don't know. We'll see. Day one. That's a wrap. All right, so we're sitting here. It is day two of the hog hunt. Pretty crazy stuff went down today. A oh, lot yeah. of chasing, on foot stalking, weird stuff went down. 
Opportunities to Spear, didn't have it with me. Uh, came right up on some. Mike and I stalked up together on them. The wind was in our face. They were behind some logs. Didn't even know we were there. So I turned the GoPro on and I grabbed two arrows and was going to lunge on top of them. Probably not the wisest decision, so I'm kind of glad it didn't work out that way. But if it was a spear, it would have happened. What was your guys' morning like, Tim and Ted? So we have Ted here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, hi. Ted, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Ted. Uh, if you want to kind of get a feel of what I might look like, consider Tim. <laughs> in your yeah, mind. Yeah, twins. Hold him in your mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my first. This was my first hunting excursion ever. Um, yeah. So, how did this morning go? We probably took a couple hours getting very intimate from afar with a small herd of of boar um, that we eventually corralled and then scared away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had him right up against the fence, and yes. I was watching him play through my scope. Yeah, that's a little which strange. Is not, which you should, probably should not endear yourself to the animals that you are out to uh, take. Definitely of. not. Or but, you, yeah. I mean, guys that whitetail hunt, though, they do give them names, and, you know, that's Tran, or this is uh, Bones, or whatever, right? And that's the name they give them, and they watch them grow for two, three years until they finally... Uh, get a perfect shot and then they take it. So that's different. That's a different type of intimate relationship, I guess. Like from the beginning, you're you're seeking out that animal. Like out of all the other animals, I don't know. Like we were just kind of target rich and didn't know which one we wanted to shoot. Really, right? Right. Yeah. When we had those uh, three bigger boar, you know, forerunning the rest of the herd, trying to lead us away and everything like that, they were much more likely targets for me. Yeah, and with those on the table, you know the little spotted blonde <laughs> piglet, you know, like playing with his brothers and sisters, did not seem uh, <laughs> like a, just a good one to hit for me. Those are uh, whole roasters, I think. I bet they would be delicious as yeah. they are cute. Even though they did get by you, though, did you guys um, have more fun? I had a lot more fun. Yeah. Yes the uh, the experience um, that could have happened. Uh, on ATV back was not nearly as rich of an experience as yeah. stalking and can, being considerate of the wind and watching them scent the air and having to out, you know, outpace them and outsmart them. Yeah. yeah that was a much Did you guys even see me when I stalked up on you and I was like, they're coming. Did you know I was behind you at all? That's funny because uh, we never talked I, about I saw that. Mike, right? Yeah. And then he eventually was on our far left. And I was like, where is Luke? And then when you actually said something, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, the, like you snuck up on us. I was, just what, what do they call it when the natives would take the like the their war club? and uh, Count coup? Like, yeah, the yeah, coup. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going. I was going for that. <laughs> just a couple <laughs> licks real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it didn't happen because there was hogs. So I was like, oh, we need to make that happen. And I was like, pay attention, they're coming. Because you were looking the other direction, like towards Mike, like they were going to come from that way or something. Stay frosty. Yeah, <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> and that was the word that was used yesterday, spearing that hog as it came and then charged. That was, I still can't, I don't know. I still think about that from time to time. Pops in my mind like, whoa. But then we did foraging today as well. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Climbed a 
dead oak. Dead oak. Very scary. Very scary. I wasn't even the one in the tree, and I was scared for Luke. Yeah. yeah. I almost peed your pants. Did you? <laughs> I almost, that's kind of weird. Time. That could be like a... Who shoot my pants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get some lion's mane. Uh-huh. I'm too bad we don't have time to cook it, but I'll just let it dehydrate on my dash as I drive home. Mm-hmm. Be pretty cool. So what else? Like, Ted, you put down a wounded one that some other shitty hunters couldn't... Yeah, that felt that felt good to do. Yeah. Uh, hunting out of mercy is... Uh, you know, benevolent uh, destroying angel it was kind of a fun role. As it was actually coming right for us, like look out, it's coming right for us. And I kept ranging it. And I'm like, fifty, forty-five, thirty, thirty-six, thirty. Wait, thirty, thirty, twenty. Bam! And you just let it go, and it was like game. You watched. We watched the thing run off, and it was game over. Mm-hmm. And then we set you up in another spot. And I ran like the wind to try and catch the hogs to push them back towards you and about had a grabber, really. I was out of breath really, really bad. I'm like, they're coming back to you. <gasps> and then uh, it was it. Like, And then, bam, not long after that, dropped one. And then you feel dressed for the first time. What, what was that like? Hmm. I mean, that's a whole new experience. Mm. You know, going inside uh, for the first time. Um, (laughs) 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 What a thing uh, is that? Yeah. It was, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was mostly worried about not puncturing the guts. Mm. Yeah. You know, but you know, you didn't want to foul. You did how I told you to do it. Once you figured out that, like, the angle of the knife and everything, it Mm -hmm. went went rather smooth. And thank you for the the instruction. You're welcome. I always like seeing somebody else dig into the guts instead of having to do it yourself you know like Mm -hmm. it's cool the skin was tougher than i expected hogs are way thicker so like a deer is like a quarter of that thickness Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier hair gets everywhere though yeah you can tell they're more of a rough and tumble yeah animal ready to rumble for sure angry like the one that ran past us and was like like barked at us like i'm coming (laughs) yeah like i was like whoa whoa Whoa! Can what we talk about for a minute how the 13-year-old boy that we were with, we were on the way to go get the lion's mane, and uh, we spotted some hogs, and oh. he he says, I can get one. Just <laughs> wrestle it to the ground. And he and, did. And then he did. Straight up did. It oh, charged yeah. him. He grabbed it by the ears and wrestled it to the ground. And when he did it, even the hog was so surprised that it was, like, stunned and stayed there. I got it on video. It was pretty cool. I I was just like amazed. Like, you know, obviously his whole life has been spent here. He said since three years old, he's been coming down here to this ranch and helping out. Whoa. So So obviously like a lot of experience, but. Lifetime. um, Yeah. yeah, And and we're out here stalking around and he just runs up and grabs one. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of makes us look like idiots. Really. Yeah. I thought it was really cool how um, when he said he could do that, uh, just the angle he took on the boar showed such a, a knowledge of their tendencies and <laughs> yeah. just its speed. He already knew just looking. He was like, I'm going to hit it right here. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of gave it the quickness and it tried to outsmart him. But then yeah. he just lunged on it. It's yeah. amazing. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to see that video. We'll show it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Because I actually did try to do that today. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, did a little persistence hunting. 
I, I ran probably like probably gave it a good mile and a half. Oh, yeah, I ran from one corner, like diagonally, and then across, and then like back somewhere around where I started today, chasing these pigs, <laughs> and they just made me look silly. Mm-hmm. They just kept me at a perfect distance the entire time. Yeah, and then later on, you killed a hog. I did. Wow. What to say about that type of shot? It was, I mean, accidental. Where you were aiming mm-hmm. was a great spot, but needless to say, they're fast. It was on the move, and uh, its head got in the way. Of its heart, and still didn't block it. No. So it hit the it, brain and the heart at the same time. And it dropped instantly. Like, there was no momentum, no movement, just instantly lights out so it reminds me of an instructor that i had one time that was uh for like tactical training and he's like there's dimmers and switches he's like so obviously vitals are dimmers and it takes a while before you slide that slider down and the lights go out but that brain is instant and that's the switch and he's like when we're going for shots that's what we're going for is headshots we don't care if you got armor on we're not punching holes there (laughs) Dimmers and switches. We want you to instantly drop. We don't want you to react. And that's what they do. And that's what dudes train for. That's crazy. Yeah, its legs just shot straight. And yeah, then, it was done. Yeah. Didn't he? Man, it was crazy. Like watching it, it was like, whoa. Never seen a headshot <laughs> on an animal like that. But then, then as uh, Zayden was skinning it out and and field dressed it, he's like, well, you got a heart shot too. <laughs> like went right through the skull. Into the heart. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better shot there. That was uh, that was crazy, and that was pretty much rapid, rapid day three, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Nettle got another one. Yeah, my son, and yes, uh, I, I, uh, I couldn't be more proud of him. I wanted to shoot a pig today, but there's kind of like a limit on the amount of money that I wanted to spend. Right. <laughs> well, so, yeah, it could easily yeah. get out of hand. I think yeah, if yeah. Uh, you came out here with no restrictions, that could. Uh, yeah, you get out of control. Yep. But uh <laughs> Mike shot what, like five? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Four or five? Four or five. Might have been five. Jeez. Yeah. Um but I I just wanna say like it was a it was a blast today. I saw a pig early on. Everybody else had kinda gone off and I stocked up within ten feet of a of a pig and I had no real intention of shooting it because I wanted my son to be able to shoot a pig today and uh, it was still just like a hundred percent more fun than I had yesterday yeah even though I wasn't actually gonna shoot, shoot the pig and I I got within like I said 10 feet of it stepped on a little tiny twig that was on the ground and then it heard me and you know yeah like but uh that was that was a blast it was it was fun we had some close encounters I think today a lot more than the other day I mean, I guess once we kind of, like, learn the lay of the land a little bit, you could kind of predict movement and try and get on them, maybe. You know? It was fun. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun today. Even though I didn't even kill anything. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, That's it was kind of fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, some of the funnest time was just, like, those two hours, you know, sneaking up on that herd and just watching my footsteps and conscious of my breathing and conscious of their sight lines and... Yeah, yeah, it was great. Just so focused and locked in. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, 
that's uh, it's definitely like the still hunting like that is a different way of hunting, but it's cool. It's mm. definitely a fun experience. I'd like to maybe try it on deer one day. Mm. I haven't done that in a long time. Like I've stocked up on them, but never like still hunted through the woods looking for them. You know what I mean? Like I knew and got down out of a tree stand or whatever and went to them, but I've never actually like just set through the woods looking in search of deer and, and straight up murdered, I guess you'd say what, like you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you total psycho. <laughs> yeah. When I, yeah, when we're, when when I took a shot. Yeah. Truck, I was like, oh, no way. And then we get back to the truck and I look at Tim and I go, Tim, you're a psychopath. Do you want to talk about this? <laughs> Mostly just to mess with his psyche and like stir some emotion and he's got a dark sense of humor anyway so it kind of made sense yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much it that's a wrap that's that's day two let's uh go home and eat some of this new yep. uh swine we have like yeah it's gonna make an excellent midsummer uh dish yeah that's a wrap all right nice And once again, thank you so much for listening to the Publicly Challenged Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, please subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening to. Also, if you could leave a review, that would help us out. And you could check us out on Instagram or at publiclychallenged.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the show.